Welcome to Ladies Get Action, the podcast where two best friends talk about getting action movies. This is Rin Olson. And this is Rebecca Ringley. This week we watched Empire State, the heist movie from 2013 starring a whole bunch of people, but mostly The Rock, Liam Hemsworth? Yeah. Liam Hemsworth, Michael Angaramo. <laughs> Who else is in this? Emma Roberts shows Emma up Roberts, for a second. This girl from Degrassi. Oh, right. Her, yes. That's who she was. I immediately recognized her. Then I had to Google it halfway through the movie. Nikki Reed gives a, like, a blink and you miss an oh, appearance. Yeah, not even. I have some theories about the casting of this movie, but we'll get into that okay. a little bit later. How's your week been? My week has been good. I had my birthday. It was so, very fun. Yeah, that was great. Um, I had a couple of celebrations for my birthday, which was really fun with friends. And... Um, yeah, it's just been really nice. I'm not working this week, so it's been like relaxing and quiet and fun. And today I got one of my birthday treats. I got ice cream from this place I've been wanting to try. It was very good. Yeah, the what did you get? Which flavor? Um, it's called like like Green Acres, something like that. It's a strawberry basil lemon curd shortbread. Oh, oh man, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. I didn't realize it was lemon curd shortbread. I thought it was just like strawberry basil and that no. alone sounds amazing. No, it was really, really delicious. Green gate, something like that. Something with the word green in it. Hmm. But they also had a banana, not banana bread, a zucchini bread flavor that was really good too. I kind of regret not getting that too. Well, good news is you can always go back. Yeah, I may have to. But on my tour of, of birthday treats, I still need to do a croissant for my favorite bakery. Which is Shock NYC. Yes. It's so good. Amazing. The best croissants in the city. Yeah. Easily. So I want to get a croissant from there and then I'll I'll wrap up birthday <laughs> food treats for a little bit. Then when you get back, we'll have um, some milk cake together. Yes. Be fun. How about you? How's your week been? Uh, it's been good. I am back from a sort of week off not this past week, but the week before with James in which we did a tour of the Berkshires. And so coming back from that obviously is always like a little rough, yeah. but I had booked a role in a feature film yes. um, while I was away. So I got to spend one day on set last week, which was so much fun. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. I just love being on set. I love all the rules and like the waiting around. And <laughs> like I love the, I love the rules. I love the waiting. I love the sitting. <laughs> I love the rules and the people who enforce them. Um, I'm kidding. But yeah, no, I had a fitting and then I had one day on set and then I have another day on set tomorrow. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. Yeah. And then your birthday was super fun. Mm -hmm. And I got two new sewing projects under my belt, which yes. is making t-shirts, which I'd been putting off for a while. Still have to work on like matching up stripes properly. Yeah. And I learned that my sewing machine freaks out if you put the wrong needle in for zigzag stitch. Oh. Anyway. Um, so, so it's been a pretty good week. Yeah. Wrapped up with this movie. <laughs> so what are your thoughts about this movie? <laughs> um, overall thoughts. I, you know, it has quite a cast. Um, it's, it's funny. It feels, it's much more like crime drama than action movie. Lots of drama scenes, lots of like, you know, bad friendships and, and family concerns, very little action parts. Overall, I mean, I didn't hate it. I don't think it was a bad movie. It just, it wasn't a particularly good movie either. 
What did you think? What were your overall thoughts? I mean, you might have guessed from that intro. I thought it was, I hated it. Yeah. I thought it was, and the problem was it wasn't, you're right. It wasn't like Den of Thieves level of upsettingness, but it also wasn't interesting mm. and it wasn't good enough to make up for not being interesting. Yeah. I mean, right from the get-go. So to, to kind of like sum up this movie, it's set in the 80s and in New York. And I really like movies and TV shows that, I mean, for as much as I sometimes complain about the city, I really like seeing things that are set here. So it's set in supposedly the Bronx yeah. in the 80s. I got more of like a Astoria vibe, but mm-hmm. that was me. Right from the get-go, we're treated to some pretty upfront racism yes that i was like "Mm, i'm not gonna like this movie am i well that was all coming from eddie who's a despicable character the entire film he's awful and i thought that was mistake number one is that they made this friend so unlikable and so like i couldn't i couldn't really root for anybody in the movie no but especially not this friend who is bad well yeah i mean I wrote in my notes so many times, Eddie sucks. Eddie sucks. Yeah, Eddie is a bad Eddie. friend. Eddie sucks. Well, you know, it's Eddie sucks to the extent that you really lose respect for Liam Hemsworth's character for even associating with him. Yeah. And Eddie, of course, is the vehicle that drags Liam Hemsworth's character into all this mess. And he never gets out of it. I mean, the film feels like it's constrained by like the, it was based on a real story of it all. Yeah where they don't make smart choices that like a good, you know, if they're thinking about it just as like a, a film structure, I think they would make different choices, but because they have to end up with, you know, Liam gets caught. Um, he ends up going to jail. He ends up like kind of aiding and betting and so involved. They couldn't have that hero moment where he, he doesn't do what his friend wants him to do. Yeah. And you're right. They really need it. And they need a moment. I mean, it was even from the beginning, probably a third of the way through the movie, I was like, ditch this friend. He's bad. Well, you know it from the the scene where Eddie comes in and the entire family leaves the room. They hate oh, him no. so much. I know. Liam Hemsworth's family hates him so much they stop eating dinner and they all leave, including Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. They get rid of this guy. He's horrible. It was interesting. He was most the most openly racist towards the Greeks, which this is all about a Greek community. Right. Eddie, or not Eddie, Chris is Greek. His think, friends are Well, Greek. I think Eddie is too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all like a, you know, self-loathing thing, but it was, it was, I mean, they just go out of their way to make him so despicable that you really like, I guess I'm just repeating myself, but it really makes you like our lead a lot less. Yeah. I was a lot, I was not as invested in um, Liam Hemsworth characters. I should have been. Well, they, they'd go to great lengths to differentiate the two men to show that Liam is a good guy. Eddie is a bad guy. I guess. But they still hang out together. Right. Which is like, is he such a good guy if he can't shake this friend who is so loathsome? We really needed a scene where he's like, and he tries several times if the friend doesn't go away, I guess. Where he's like, Eddie, I'm done with you. Like, stay the fuck away. And he does, I guess he does say that to his credit. I guess so. Several times. Um, It just never happened. Yeah. Okay. But we have to look into it. Something in this intro. Yeah. Let's start at the top. So it starts in. In media res, basically, mm-hmm. which is the term I've learned from doing this podcast with you. And so <laughs> yes. now I can like throw around like I've got a you know degree <laughs> in film. Um, and it's like all showing what is supposed to be the Bronx. And then the rock walks in, but it's a baby rock. Like he's really, he's, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's young rock. 
And he asks Chris, who we, you know, we literally, yeah, a man, a man who we don't see. Right. You know, just tell me, tell me what's happened basically. Mm -hmm. But in like the softest, most pleading, but like also firm of tone. So that was like, well, if Rock talked to me like that, I'd just tell him everything. I thought Rock was adorable in this movie. He was really, yeah, so (laughs) cute. And that's what I mean. Like if he talked to me in that voice, I'd be like, oh yeah, absolutely. What do you, what do you need? Yeah. What can I do? Yeah. He was very charming. But yeah, it starts like that, and it also starts with news footage, which I'm curious if this was real news footage. I kind of suspect it was. I think it was. I, I did look up to see if yeah. this was based on a real story afterwards, yeah. and it is. And so I think it is real news footage. Yeah, that was clear to me at the end when they had the real Chris at the yeah. end. Yeah. Who is so much less charming than the Liam Hemsworth character and looks so much more guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Even from, like, the two seconds the adult... Chris is on screen. I didn't love Liam Hemsworth in this, but he was absolutely more charming. Yeah. I like Liam Hemsworth in this. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> meh, meh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I liked The Rock in this. That's what I liked. <laughs> um, but yeah, it starts by them showing us all this footage and sort of introducing to us that this film is going to be about this heist that stole the most money of any amount of money that's been stolen. I think I forget how many million they said, but like 11, I think. No, that was how much was missing in the end. Oh, there was okay. more than that because they recovered some of it. So it's like twenty million or something. Oh wow! Yeah, something like that. But yeah, they they steal all this money from an armored truck warehouse of some kind. I was a little confused about this whole process. Like, I guess yeah. it's just like a money storage thing. Yeah, like a like armored trucks are holding money in some area before it went somewhere else. Yeah. Like to the Fed or something. What movie did we watch that also featured armored trucks in a money holding facility? Yeah, that was. Was that that was Den of Thieves, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Because remember, it's um, <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> they're trying to break into the fad the whole time. Right, right. And they've got the guy in the box. Remember? I remember the guy in the box. Was that the same movie? Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> Maybe I liked that movie more than I remembered. <laughs> oh, I did not. Oh, okay. yeah, I remember being horrible, but I'm like, oh yeah, the fun part, the fad. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um. So yeah, there's this crime and the news stories are like, and they never recover all the money and it's this huge mystery. And actually, I think the news stories at the time were like, it's a huge unsolved mystery. Mm-hmm. And we find out later it's, it is solved. Right. Yeah. The money so is just It's a little misleading because they only showed us the news footage of before they found the criminals, whatever. <laughs> before the crime was solved. Yeah. Like on a Tuesday instead of Friday. <laughs> I mean, just you have to catch the news cycle at the right time. Yeah, this, is, this was the early early edition. But they said that that's what we're going to be watching is this giant heist. So then we go to 1982, New York City. And it said like four weeks earlier or three months three earlier. Weeks, three weeks earlier yeah. or three months. Yeah. Something like that. And I thought like visually they did a, a beautiful job making it look like the 80s. Yeah, I thought they, I agree. They looked straight out of something I don't remember, but like what I would imagine 1980s New York to be. Yeah, it looked beautiful. They put a film grain on it and the color palette was like very 80s. Yeah, this this racist line happens when Eddie's like, he repeats it too, which is annoying. Right. So you repeat it to make a point. I mean, this shows us right off the bat that he's despicable. Yeah. Because this is 2013, so the line would never be okay. No, and that's the thing that bothers me. I mean, yeah, they don't need to have him say it. No. There's other ways to show that he's a horrible person. And they do throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah. But he says, you know, a racist line. And he repeats it to Liam Hemsworth, who, like, doesn't respond, mm-hmm. which I'm always noticing for that. Like I've told you about like super bad and stuff like that. 
where I'm noticing how the other characters react to when someone says something inappropriate. Yeah. And that tells so much about how the movie feels. But yeah, they didn't have a moment of reaction from Liam Hemsworth where he was like, oh, or like, cut it out, Eddie. Yeah. You know, which he kind of needed. But we basically get introduced to his community, Liam's community. Uh, They're all Greek. He's bringing his mom this really gaudy statue that I assume was stolen. Oh, 100% stolen. Yeah. Um, For her garden. And they have a cute interaction between Liam and his mom. I thought that was cute and funny. I would have loved to have seen more of that and of the community. I thought that was really great. The stuff with the dad made me really sad. I know. I love that actor, too. He was in this show I loved. Uh, It was a police procedural show called In Plain Sight. Oh, okay. It was on USA. It was so good. I loved it. It was just this like female cop and I think it was her dad he played or her partner, but it was, I forget what made it so good, but it was such a good <laughs> show. I loved that show. I mean, that actor is one of the best parts also of this movie. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I have to, the credits rolled around here somewhere and I have to show you what I wrote down. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you kidding? No. I missed it. Uh, Stop. Uh- I'm not kidding. I don't know how, but we picked another Randall Emmett produced film and I'm blaming him for everything (laughs) that goes wrong in this movie. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Oh no. Anyway. Oh no. That's where the movie really just took off downhill for me. (laughs) And I loved, to be fair, I did love Boss Level. Boss Level is a good movie despite Randall Emmett's (laughs) (laughs) role in it. And I think we've established for this podcast's canon that his only role was calling Mel Gibson. Right. And convi- and convincing everyone else that Mel Gibson was the only guy for the job. Right. And this one, it feels like he might have had a hand with like some writing the script, maybe letting the actors improv. Yeah. He's like, Eddie, go for it more. Yeah. I don't think it really, we didn't get an, an idea of how bad you are the first time. You know, he's like, Eddie's the hero of this story. Yes. Eddie's the only one who gets it. I miss that entirely. Thank you for pointing it out. You're welcome. I miss that. I'm like, you, you mentioned the credits so far. I'm like, what about the credits? I think I'm from the credits. I missed that. Oh, I thought you'd catch it. I missed it. I, was, I must have been looking at my notes. We uh, we meet Liam's dad, who's working at like a Greek club, I guess, run by the mob, where he's the janitor. In a gross, disgusting bathroom. Also, normally I wouldn't be so upset about this, but Spiro, who is like the main mobster, um, has a scene where he's going to the bathroom. And it's like... There's no peeing sound. Like he unzips his <laughs> pants and it's like nothing. And I was like, does he have a problem? <laughs> like, is this going to come up where he's just like waiting for it to come out? And it doesn't. Oh no, I missed that. But do you know, did you recognize Spiro? He, I looked him up later. because Red I, Notice. Oh. He's the villain in Red Notice. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he looked familiar. To me, he looked like the guy who was the villain in um, Fast and Furious 2. Yes, he does. But he is the villain in Red Notice. Hmm. But he's like, I hated this scene. I I can't stand watching people like humiliate other people. Or But he's just, he's awful and humiliating to Liam Hemsworth's dad. And like disrespectful to him. Mm-hmm. And so Liam gets upset and they get in like a little tussle. It's really sad. I thought he did a great job, though, of establishing the power because Liam Hemsworth is not a small man. No. He's like 6'2", 6'3", and looks like he could take somebody on. But, like, you know, this guy employs his dad. and Right. Yeah. It it establishes really well and early their class situation. Yes. Like, they're poor and... They're really struggling and that his dad really needs this job and has had it for a long time. And that, like the best 
Liam's character could hope for is to become a cop. And that's like his way out. Oh, and then we also see Turtle from Entourage is in this, which is definitely another Randall Emmett casting choice. Who is Turtle? He's... I don't uh, watch Entourage. Oh, you're lucky. I've seen it all. <laughs> um, Turtle was one of the main four guys in Entourage. Mm-hmm. So imagine Sex and the City, but for men. Oh, I've heard all and that. And it's about one right. is famous mm-hmm. and the rest are his groupies. Which which person in this movie is in Entourage? Turtle. Is that his name in this movie? Oh, that's his name in Entourage. Oh. He plays the dumbest of the four. Is he the guy who's very much balding in this movie? The one no. With the okay, no. No, he's the one who tries to get out. Oh, Jimmy. And gets shot. He's Jimmy. Turtle. That's his name. Is In this movie, is his name Jimmy? It's going to be Turtle to me. Okay. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> um... <laughs> But Entourage is about. <laughs> I, yeah, I know what it's about. It's got Adrian Grenier. Yes. Okay. And he plays the guy who immediately lets fame go to his head and just like fucks his way through Hollywood. Okay. And eventually becomes a drug addict and then gets like to come back from being a horrible drug addict and like gets like a really big movie role and like squanders his movie roles but gets like a million more chances. This is like that article I just sent you today. I didn't read it yet, but it oh, is okay. that. It is that. It's yeah. about how Hollywood bends over backwards to help this incredibly rich, handsome man not fall flat on his face for losing all his money on cocaine. Oh my god. Um last, what was it? Last Christmas or two Christmases ago, Rebecca and I were like going out of our minds tracking the upcoming news cycle about Army Hammer's like allegations. Oh yeah, about the cannibals. Yeah. And um and you know, the subsequent article that came out yes. and we tried to block our minds of, of him. And there was an article that I just sent you today that was and I don't know how accurate, like, no, I heard, I heard that Robert Downey Jr. paid for his rehab too. Yeah. And it, it, so basically says that Robert Downey Jr. paid for Amy Hammer's rehab because guess who paid for Robert Downey Jr.'s rehab? Who? Mel Gibson. Ew. Or like helped him get into rehab. And I was like, okay, cool. There's the pipeline of gross men getting each other to come back into Hollywood. And I don't know of any allegations against Robert Downey Jr., but. No, just. Yeah, I, I don't know enough. So I'm not going to yeah, yeah, speak I don't on that, that. But just that he had a very serious drug problem and that. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, ugh, yuck. Anyway, entourage. <laughs> not that Army Hammer needs the money, to be clear, though. He comes from an incredibly wealthy family. Yeah. So, like, why is he taking money from... And you see he's, like, selling timeshares in the Cayman Islands right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is is he, like, indebted to the mob there, probably? <laughs> I no, don't re- know. no, really. Like, why is he doing that? It's very strange Maybe for a man it's... who has endless money... Um, this is around, right around when I was like, is this an action movie at all? And the answer is, I think you're right. It's no. No. It's a drama. Oh, we also meet Emma Roberts, his character, who is in there for maybe four minutes total. Um, she pissed somebody off and works in the wig department. She really made someone angry. (laughs) I know. I know. I was like, oh, that wig. I mean, she gets oh, a better wig at the end of the movie. That's but... still horrible. Horrible throughout. And same with the poor girl from Degrassi. <laughs> they look so ugly. And she's such a cutie. So I have a theory about this casting. And I, I want I want you to tell me which one you think it is. Okay. Do you think that they cast all these actors right after they'd been in their big thing? And they were hoping that like this was either going to launch them into the next thing or... Do you think that they cast all these actors who just had their big thing and it was going to elevate the movie to like whatever level they were going? Hmm. Because Emma Roberts had had a Nickelodeon TV show and then she was like been doing teen movies. 
uh, Liam Hemsworth obviously had just had Hunger Games in 2012. Nikki Reed had Twilight during that era. Sinead Grimes had 91210. Oh, yeah. Or is it Secret Life of an American Teenager? I don't know. I think I always get those two mixed. I think it was 91210. No, she was on 90210. Yeah. I know okay. That. So is that one? But that's not a big hit. No, but it was like, Something. it was like on the way. Yeah. Who else was in stuff? Obviously, The Rock. Yeah. So I don't know. Which one do you think it was? Because I don't think they cast them all. Unless, like, they cast them before this went into production. Well, that's likely. That's very possible. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, like, option C, um, which is we have money to make a movie. We need some celebrities attached to it. Who's the least expensive that we could get that would still finance this movie? Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah. it's just, like, a money thing. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone had delusions that this would be, like, an Oscar movie. Mm-hmm. You know, no. the real crime story of this you know idiots and the greek mob story right god they're such idiots yeah i don't even likable idiots (laughs) i think liam is pretty likable but it could just be his face and his eyes i think it's his face and his eyes i think that's all it is yeah i really do like his face and eyes i don't think anyone thought this would be like a prestige movie but i also don't think anyone thought this would like help launch the careers of like the people in it I think it was something like probably a mix of B and C where they were like, okay, these people are up and coming. We can get them for this amount of money. Right. And it'll still pull things in. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I don't think any agent was like, this is the hot new indie that will like really establish your reputation as an actor. I think they must've gotten the rock first and they were able to finance it based on the rock and get everyone else based on the rock. You don't think the guy from Entourage like turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, but I wouldn't put it past Randall Emmett to just be, he imagines his life as entourage like that's what he thinks he's doing so for him to cast turtle feels so intentional like you couldn't get (laughs) kevin Connolly or uh oh god the other one you know entourage is based off the real life pussy posse ew so it's called and that was leonardo dicaprio it was kevin Connolly. it was toby mcguire Mm. and i think it was one other one it was right around the time that titanic came out oh so it was Oh, Lee, so Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio was like Adrian Grenier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Wait, did you say Kevin Connolly? Yeah. Who was in Entourage? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's sad. No, it's his it's art imitating <laughs> life. Is... It's sad. Oh, I had no idea. About There's that. like another one in there too. I just feel like that show has got to be, speaking as somebody who's never watched it, has got to be full of women who are like, I'm not like other women. I'm the cool woman. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the only ones that they want to be with are the ones who are like she's not like other girls bro i mean they're with a hundred women who are like other women and they're all porn stars or models or and they're all under 25 oh my god yeah of course Ugh. a lot of like porn stars and models hmm. not a great show for women uh i mean neither is this one really <laughs> uh back to emma roberts oh, terrible wig I yeah. loved, I also loved everybody's varying Bronx accents. Oh, we'll I didn't say. hear any accents. Oh, I mean, I feel like, you know, dad and mom. Yeah. Dad, mom, and sister of Chris They Thomas. felt. They felt like uh, like actual New York Liam family. Liam Hemsworth. Sorry, Liam Hemsworth. It's very confusing that they named the character Chris something. <laughs> I know. I agree. They, I liked them. And we find out, you know, he can't be a cop because he has a prior arrest because of his fucking friend, Eddie. And I guess they smoked pot at a concert, which is. Truly not a big deal. Yeah. But I guess in the 80s would be enough. Yeah. But then he gets a security job. Oh, yeah. And did you notice how much he was making? $200 a week. Horrible. I know. That, but would, I, that would be enough for me to get involved in crime. 
I love how as we go through every action movie, it's just your your like meter for when you get involved in crime is like being shifted and wasn't yours? Wouldn't you get involved in crime for two hundred dollars a week? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much that would be in the 80s, but not much. It's terrible. Would a criminal check be required for a job like this? (laughs) Yes, of course. Okay, so he wouldn't get it anyway. I mean, if he's not getting into the police academy because of this prior. Isn't smoking pot like not a deal breaker for being a security guard? I don't know. Well, this place is very lax with their security. Yeah. Incredibly lax. This is when we meet the other, his coworker. Tony. Who's so cute. And you know from the the second, the fucking second. Second, you feed him, and he goes, "That's my wife and my kid. I love boy, them. I love them. <laughs> it's my kid's birthday today." And you're just like, "Okay, Tony. I hope you get. I hope you grabbed your screen time because yeah, count on to your death." <laughs> and we're introduced to a really cute dog. Oh gosh, yeah. So we, so the, the Tony, the um, the other security guard starts on a, a little montage monologue that's like, "This place is terrible security." Look at this. The camera doesn't work. The dog is deaf. The, the door doesn't close. The security guard's sleeping. Let me show you all the ways that you could plan a heist. Yes. And he goes, oh, no one cares. Money goes missing all the time. And yeah, they're corrupt. They don't care. And oh, yeah, you could totally steal the money. What are you going to do, though, kid? You got a job. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote, this man is going to die. Yeah. He goes, nobody would care if he steals the money. And then, like, immediately, just like we predicted, he's dead. Yeah, because the, there's this blue van that pulls up, or actually, like, Liam Hemsworth's character sees a blue van, like, going by and casing out the joint. Yeah. And I just thought that blue van is really conspicuous. So here's my problem. Okay. So they have this van with, with two young guys in it who make eye contact with Liam Hemsworth earlier mm-hmm. when he's with Tony, and then we see them again, and they've, like, laid a pipe bomb underneath the truck. Um, with the hopes of stealing the money and they end up shooting Tony and they shoot Liam. Why was one of them not Eddie? Oh, that would have been so good. Should have been Eddie. From yeah. the second he hears his friend has this job, he's such an asshole. I thought he would have planned that. Yeah, that should have... I mean, it should have been his first attempt. Then he would have killed his friend too. And then Liam could really have a moment that's like, you did all this shit. You pretend to be my friend. You killed my co-worker you shot me you know yeah and then that's particularly sick because then eddie's going around with liam to yes. deliver money to the widow yes yeah yes that would have been so much better i thought th- th- this must come back eddie planned this and even at that point i was like eddie planned this eddie sucks so much yeah i mean there's no real antagonist in this movie eddie except for eddie i was gonna say yeah and yeah you're right that should have been the choice to make this better yeah yeah and i don't even think it's like retconning that much of real life either to they could have just implied that eddie set it up even if he wasn't one of the two goons yeah but he like told someone to do it also this isn't a true crime series change no, stuff if it, it. Makes, if it like serves the story better well they certainly did with <laughs> i think in terms of liam's character being a good guy oh based yeah. on the last little bit was i know he's like mm, i don't know where the money went <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's never been found <laughs> Yeah, but I just think that would have made the movie better. But I was surprised when he's died. Like, it was sad when he died. Yeah. They didn't even take the money. I know. They couldn't have swiped up a bag. You think they're going to make something. They they have two bodies in the ground. Right, they're already going to kill somebody. They're already on the line for the yeah the murder. Yeah, that's when we meet uh, The Rock. Mm-hmm. Who immediately trusts Liam Hemsworth's character. Immediately. <sighs> I don't know. Remember, like, he asks him, like, what happened here? Are you in on it? 
Right. And, and he's Lee's like, like, no, my, you know, he's my friend. He's a good guy. And the Rock's cop partner was like, hey, like, how's that go? And he goes, Rock goes, nope, he's clear. He's right. fine. He's, he's fine. Clean. We, we agree with him. He's fine. Like, why? Why does he trust the Liam Hemsworth so much? Also, it just felt like The Rock was in a different movie. I don't know. A movie where people, like, where detectives immediately trust people. And I don't think that would have been true. Well, it just didn't make sense why he would yeah. immediately not be suspicious of, of Liam Hemsworth. Because it comes yeah. up many more times, but at least he has a reason to trust him later. But yeah, here's where I, I got really upset about the Eddie stuff. I'm like, Liam hates his scumbag friend. Everyone does. Why? We hate him too, because he's annoying and racist. Is he evil too? This like, friend is bad. Everyone hates him. Yeah. Everyone hates him. And then I go, of course. Like, bad friends suggest robbing work. He seems like he's already thought about it. And Liam, too, though. Liam's already thought about it. Right. It's very clear that Liam is sort of... Like, casing it in his head. Yeah. Which that makes sense to me on a certain level. Like, sitting in a room with a big thing of candy right in front of you. And, like, you know where the cameras are. And you could probably get a little candy. It wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, who among us has not figured out ways to, like get around regulations at your job or like oh yeah like get like a stapler right you know not a stapler like like, you know notebooks at work or whatever outsmart your job and like get around the rules or like how could I get this for free or yes I can see why that would be enticing and I can see why he would think okay like could I grab a dollar you know yeah and he ends up stealing five thousand that part made sense to me yeah he'd been thinking about it and yeah or maybe it was even more than that, like 20000 I think so, because he gave yeah, a lot right. of it to the widow. You're right. I think it was like 25000 or something. But he successfully steals it with no consequences. And he makes the biggest mistake of his life by telling Eddie. Oh, I know. Also, I loved Tony. We just got to talk about this real quick. Yeah. I thought he was great. His wife and child scene, that was weird. Also, oh, she so? looks like a baby. Yeah, she looks really young. She looked too young too to young. be with him. Yeah. He was a man, like, in his, like, late 40s. She was maybe 22. She looked really young. Eddie starts running his mouth at every single opportunity he gets. He looks like um, Ed Norton. Mm-hmm. Like a young Ed Norton. Yeah. This he actor... acts like one, too. He's in something. Like, he's been acting since he was a kid, right? Yeah. I just forget what. Yeah, I looked it up. There was nothing that really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's... Yeah, I think he's, like, taking a lot of notes from, like, Ed Norton and... um. What was that horrible movie? I forget what it was called, but I made an ex-boyfriend maybe watch it. And in that movie, someone gets curb stomped. I don't want to know what that is. You don't want to know. Yeah, I'm good. But it's it's the most hideous thing I've ever seen. Oh, I think it's called American History X. Oh, okay. It's a really bad movie. But it's the kind of movie like a man would be like, it's a really good movie. Like, it's so good and it's so important. Like, all the men who think Clockwork Orange is a good movie. And it really offended the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. And it's like an Ed Norton movie. And my ex was like obsessed with Ed Norton. And I'm like, you're a bad person. And you think this is a good movie? Like, you're sick. We're going to take a quick break. And then we'll be back with more Empire State. And we're back. But yeah, this guy was definitely channeling Ed Norton in this role. Mm-hmm. Like a young Ed Norton. But he sucks so much. The very first thing he says is like, can we go party? And this is where we get Nikki Reed in the... Uh, is that literally t- like a... To, like, not even a second. Yeah. But he just sucks so much. Like, I wrote it so many times. He sucks. Mm-hmm. OMG sucks. I cannot believe this man. Yeah. And he's just so, he's so sleazy and so despicable that, again, it really, like, lowers Liam Hemsworth, in my opinion, yeah. so much. Because why would he ever agree to hang out with this guy? Why would he agree to go party with even some of this money, even though he gives a big chunk to the, the widow? 
Why would he want to be sitting at this club alone? Eddie takes a chunk of the money and goes by himself to go social climb and try and get drugs that he's going to use. I mean... Yeah, it just makes Liam look really dumb and, like, pathetic. It was pathetic. And it doesn't make him... I mean, maybe that's how he was in real life, but... That doesn't make him the hero of this movie. Like, that's not the hero I want to watch on screen. Or or if this is what they're doing, he needs to have a moment where he's like, where someone says to him, where he says to himself in some way, like, man, Eddie really isn't a good friend, huh? Like, one of the girls could have come back to the table and then, like, he left? Right. One of the girls, the girl, Sinead Grimes, is supposed to be engaged to him. Well, yeah, and they're all joking, like, you're not really going to get married. Yeah, obviously not. But, yeah, why isn't anyone, like, hey, like, Ruthie's just, like, doing all this shit, right? He's like really unstable and he'd be like, yeah, I kind of it. That never happens. Yeah, just sleazy, social climbing, racist and mean and unstable. Um, but basically, Eddie stumbles into a Colombian drug deal with two of the other guys, Turtle and the other guy, Mike. But yeah, Mike and Turtle are doing a drug deal and they're like really annoyed to see Eddie. Of course, everyone That's is. Right. Everyone who encounters Eddie is like pissed that he's there. Yeah. I would be too. I would move towns. <laughs> I literally would. I would move to get away from him. Except you'd be like in the grocery store and you'd turn around the corner and be like, oh God, there's Eddie. Oh yeah. And I'd be like, run hey, away. how's it going? And he'd be like, hey man, like I got a, I got a crazy idea. Let's go do it. <laughs> I'm, hey, we're stealing money, everyone. We're stealing money. <laughs> yeah, he'd be screaming it in the grocery store. Three, three. Yeah, you got some of that money you stole. Like, oh my God, horrible. Also, his plan to pitch, like his plan that he pitches to Liam for why they should do a heist to the job is that what did George get for car theft? I'll probably go to jail for one year if I got caught. That's like his pitch. Yeah, he's despicable. Basically now, now we've involved two other guys, Turtle and Mike, and they're like, immediately Turtle's like, what about the Greek mob? Right. What about the guys? Like, what about like the moss? <laughs> what about Spiro? Like, shouldn't we like cut him into the deal? And Mike's like, no, let's not cut him into the deal. And Turtle's like, okay, I'm out then. Yeah. And I don't want to do this. And they're like, okay, you can leave. And and then I thought I wrote down like Spiro's gonna go after Liam's dad, but he doesn't. Again, that would have been a great thing. I thought the same thing. I thought that yes. Spiro was gonna be like more of a player, in this? right? Or like go attack like when he finds out that they betrayed him, he's going to attack Liam's dad somehow. he That's what should have happened. Because yeah. that, I mean, we've already seen the relationship between Liam and his dad. And right, also, and Spiro disrespecting yeah. his dad. And, and I loved, this is kind of taking it back a little bit, I loved the scene in the kitchen yeah. where his dad is like, I mean, I didn't love Liam being like, put some clothes on to his sister. I thought that was not great. But I loved his dad being like, let her wear what she wants. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And then he's like, go put on a dress. Um yeah. I, mean, I just thought he was a great dad. I know. It just, nothing makes me sadder than a dad who's like struggling financially to take care of his family and like loses his job. Like, it's like, no, just really upsetting. Very upsetting to see. Well, that would actually make sense because then at the end, it should have been Spiro that his dad shot. No, I'm, I'm thrilled that he shot Eddie. Oh, you think? Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it should have been Well, Eddie. it should have been sooner. Anyway. So um, back to Turtle. <laughs> yeah. So I was a little bit confused by this next sequence. Maybe you can break it down for me. Basically, they've all established we want to do this heist. Liam's back at his job. And something like the the guys are outside. Eddie and Mike are outside in a van, like waiting for a signal from Liam. And then The Rock and all of his cop friends come. And they're like, hey, like we heard, like we, we got tripped off. Like something, we got a tip that something was going down tonight. We got a tip. Mm-hmm. And 
Liam's like, no, nothing's going down tonight. But then he scrambles outside to be like, hey, the cops are here. Um, but then people attacked them anyway. I was confused about that. I was too. So here's my understanding okay. of how it breaks down in my brain. <clears throat> the guys who had been casing the joint earlier and who were responsible for Tony's death. Oh, the pipe bomb guys? Yeah. So it's that same van that shows up. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Yeah. So they are the ones who decide to come back. It is so stupid that it is unrelated. Yep. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Oh, man. Because I also thought it was going to be... Because then Mike freaks out and is like, oh, my God, Turtle, you told them. And he yes. shoots Turtle in front of yes. Eddie. And Eddie freaks out. And I thought it was going to be that Turtle had told them or Eddie had Eddie told, had told them. them. I thought Eddie had told them or Mike called the cops. Right. I thought it was either Mike or Eddie, but almost certainly Eddie had, had told on them. Yeah. Or I thought that Eddie had, like, arranged this other heist with them. Oh, interesting. Um, just because it was so confusing as to why there'd be a second heist on that night. Yeah, an unrelated heist they don't know oh, anything it's such about. Bad writing. And also, who called in the cops? Who who called the anonymous tip? Unclear. We never know. We don't know, right? Nope. And we know it's not Turtle. And if it's unrelated, it's an unrelated person. It's just so strange. It's so weird. Yeah, so that part was really confusing. But basically, there's a, a high-stakes moment where... Liam's been a little bit cagey and The Rock has noticed him being cagey because Liam like warns his friends to get away and The Rock kind of sees him doing that. But then the unrelated bad guys are shooting at The Rock. The Rock thinks he has one pinned down, but Liam realizes he doesn't and Liam shoots him, saving Rock's life. Yeah. And that's actually a good moment. That was a great moment. Yeah. It's very much like a Fast and Furious moment. It was, like... Yeah. It was a great moment where it's like, oh, Liam's going to side with the cops, mm-hmm. not the robbers. And it's a good moment, too, because we know that Liam's always wanted to be a cop. Yeah. And the way he, like, he's told to stay inside, but he doesn't. He comes out there to help and then ends up saving Rock's life. Yeah, I really wish there had been, from this point on, I wish there had been more of, like, Liam's both working with the cops and actually planning a heist. Because after this shootout, it sort of feels like they try and do that. Well, I think what... What I would have done after this shootout is have The Rock pull him aside and be like, listen, I'll talk to the people in charge about your prior oh, arrest. Yeah. Yeah, that's Maybe true. you can take the police test after all and give him a glimmer of hope that he could be a police per- like officer. And that would give him like a moral quandary about going, continuing with the heist. Absolutely. But then Addie would say, no, fuck that. You're already in. Like, you can't quit now. Yeah. You can't quit now. Like, you're in this. And then Eddie could still go crazy the same way he did, but it would feel like higher stakes because now Liam, when he gets arrested, loses his chance to become a cop that he would have had for a right. moment. He would have had the, the hope that he could become a cop again. Mm-hmm. How would you have spun in Spiro better? Well, I think, like I said, like I think he would threaten the dad. Yeah. Do you think Eddie would go to him and be like, hey, I, I can do this now. I'm getting a ton of money for these heists i want you to cut me into bigger things kind of like the way he does with the with mike if he did spiro would have shot eddie though yeah you're right i, I mean, mean spiro couldn't wouldn't tolerate eddie's that's a good personality point. then why do we have to i know why does leon um <laughs> but yeah i was very confused about the whole thing but that's when um that's when mike goes and kills turtle mm-hmm. or thinks he kills turtle yeah. shoots him at the movie theater just in the middle of everything and that's when and i'm like yeah eddie called the cops for sure and that's when eddie like goes off and he's like i'll just i'll rob the place on my own I, i'll cut out mike from the deal yeah and i'll even cut out you liam hemsworth from the deal and i'll just rob it all on my own and you can't stop me and i'm like everybody like, he's so unhinged he's crazy and that's when we get the break-in sequence. Mm-hmm. I wrote, oh, wow. I don't care about anyone. Oh, yeah. 
it feels like this is like the next day. It really does. Time was such a weird thing in this movie. I think it may have been like right away. God, Eddie's such an idiot. Also, we don't understand how he breaks in through the ceiling either. No, he's just there. I mean, we're, we get like the news footage later of... of the... Yeah, someone being like, it's very hard to break into the ceiling. Yeah, that was kind of a fatal flaw. In any case, Eddie breaks through the ceiling and he acts crazy. He acts so I thought so that was crazy. actually very good acting. I thought the actor did a great job in, in this that movie. Moment. In yeah. this In this movie overall, because I loathe Eddie. Yeah, I thought this was actually a very good scene. And he was very realistically like the most unhinged, scary crazy person yeah um he was just awful but it was also like so he was playing annoying so well too that i wanted to scream like get the fuck out like i fucking hate you well that's what makes his character so why he should have been more of a villain is because he walks that line of being both annoying and also super unpredictable and scary as well i think he is the villain i mean i think he is a complete villain but i wish the other characters were more afraid of him or yeah or treated him with more disdain i just wish the movie had more of a stance that he is the villain i think the movie does okay i just stance by by the time we get to this part yeah prior to it less so but even if by the time we're here sure but even before that like oh yeah before that it could have the characters you, you like if this was your friend you would have an opinion about Oh, God. and the characters should all have an opinion. I guess they do. Like everybody leaves the room. They do. Everyone hates him. <sighs> I just don't like this movie. So, I'm... but it's just like, why would they tolerate him being around at all? Right. Why would he ever tell him anything, any secret ever? We should have had some sort of backstory there, or something. Oh, yeah, to we establish. grew up together. You know. Yeah. He saved me from getting arrested, and he got arrested for me. Or you know. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. Or like he took the drugs. So yeah. We so both... I was just yeah, I was associated, but it was it wasn't on me. Yeah. Right. Something like that. We needed something where he felt indebted to him because the behavior doesn't make sense otherwise. If Liam is this good person who would give the mate to the widow and like, yeah, you know, want to be a cop. And in any case, he breaks in. He shoots the dog. He shoots the old deaf dog. I was horrified. I re- but just spoiler alert, the dog's not dead. Okay. I have a question about that. I thought the dog was dead. Well, yes. But we, and they're a gunshot. Right. And the... But later they say like, oh, he was just unconscious. Yeah. I thought what happened was that they sh- he shot the dog. The dog died. Why would the police lie about him being unconscious? Because Eddie and... I thought it was insinuated that Eddie and um, Liam replaced the dog. No. With a different dog. When would they have time to replace the dog? How does the dog live if this it's been shot? This is still the same night. How would... But how would they have... Would have I think been, he missed. I think what they're saying is that he missed. Oh, okay. And it just knocked the dog out? Yeah. Listen, I don't understand how you can shoot a dog unconscious. <laughs> but I was thrilled the dog was alive. Okay, I and I don't think now. they replaced it. I think that's way too much work to find another deaf dog that looks like the same dog. Well, I thought I thought they were going to be like, yeah, see, it's still our deaf dog. He just couldn't hear. And the dog is like clearly a hearing dog now. <laughs> I mean, that's just so much more work. And you think Eddie's really going to go to the pet store that time of night? Uh, I don't know. I mean, this who knows with this movie? No, that was... No, the dog is alive. Okay, good. Just let the dog... I, I love I love that the dog <laughs> is alive. That's fantastic. But it does show, like, what a piece of shit Eddie is. Yeah. That his first instinct would be to shoot the dog. So I thought the dog was still dead, but I wrote, there's nothing redeeming about this movie. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed these... This, I mean, I enjoyed, like, the height... The way the scene heightened. Like, I think Eddie was so unhinged that it was, like, very captivating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredibly frustrating. 
But then he knocks out Eddie because Eddie's like, what the fuck are you, you know, like you're in this by yourself. He's like, no, come in here. There's, and he's like, there's a camera. Like, I'm not helping you. And then he's such a dummy. And he's like, okay. Like, like hits him over the head really hard. And um, I wrote, oh, thank God the dog is okay. With like a million exclamation marks. And then Liam's alibi is so bad and so stupid. It's so dumb. But immediately the cop, like the rock is like, no, we trust him. Right. He we saved my life. He trust he saved, nope. He's good. And the alibi is like, um, yeah, I was making my rounds and also took a phone call and I, then I got hit in the head. Crazy. Yeah. Like it didn't make sense even then, but they don't really question him. I just found the heist kind of boring. Like the heist... I was expecting a heist where it was like planned out and fun and it wasn't. And then we had to go like, go through this scene again of the rock being like, and tell me exactly how it happened as we just watched it on the screen. And it's so bad. The, like you said, the alibi is so bad that I'm like, Ugh, come on. Well, this is sort of funny to me. What happens next, which is catching the world's dumbest criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I really did enjoy the, the following couple of sequences. <laughs> um, and we get a, uh, a cameo from a, a young actor playing a young Rudy Giuliani. Oh, yeah. As the, the uh, district attorney. Yeah. I did not catch that. Somehow. You didn't? They say, oh, hi, Giuliani. It's Rudolph Giuliani's Right, here. right. Yeah. I remember that scene, but I think I just... No, yeah. Yeah, that's what's happening. And then he rounds up the heads of all the five crime families, oh, which yeah. famously Rudy Giuliani did get rid of the mobs in New York. Right. That's what made him, you know, such a great mayor before... Well, he got rid of one, one kind of mob. <laughs> he let the Trump mob stick around. Oh, we're talking about a different time period. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a different mob now. But he did accomplish some things. And it's just, it was interesting how they tied that into this, you know. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's the Costa Nostra. It's, uh, and he rounds up all the mob bosses from all the five families and arrests everybody because this is such a high profile case. It was fun to see that footage. Yeah. You know, of that actually happening. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was pretty successful in getting rid of a lot of mob yeah. crime in the city. So then we get to the next scene <laughs> where oh, poor, poor Emma Roberts. These bangs are just tragic. Oh, and this is the part where I feel like the director was like, no, you guys are doing great. Just improv your lines. Improv. And Emma Roberts is just like, Chris, tell me what's going on. Chris, Chris. That was so stupid. But before we get there, we have Eddie, who's like doubling down and being a piece of shit. Right, you're right, you're right. We, we get Eddie making it much worse. <laughs> so, yeah, Eddie comes to Liam Hemsworth and he's like, hey man, here's some, here's some of the money for you to hold on to. And Liam's like, I don't want the money. I don't want to fuck with you. You hit me in the head. Like, what the hell? And he's like, well, I, I stole all this money for us. And I'm like, what are you talking I about? I hit you on the head because I was doing you a favor. Yeah, then now you have an alibi. <laughs> and he's like, also, now we're going to do this big drug deal with the Colombians. Right. You got to be there. <laughs> you got to be there. And Liam's like, no, get away from me. I'm like, yes, finally. But also, like, do it more. Like, right. run, run him over with your car. Like, you can't get away from this guy. <laughs> this man is not going to stop. He's not going to get away from you. No. You need to get rid of him. And um, he doubles down. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I did double cross Mike. So, like, now I got to make a deal with Mike. <laughs> um, and then Spiro, basically, The Rock walks in on Spiro's club, the Greek mafia, and chats with them. And is like, hey, what about this robbery? What do you know? And they have, like, a very cute interaction. Yeah. And he's like, Rock is such a cutie. Again, it's just the way he's talking to these, like, these mobsters and that very calm. Oh, it's like, very cute. It's, it's like, very oh, hey, cute. like, yeah, I'm a cop. I just like want to know. Yeah, you why, guys, why don't you just tell me? What's do you have anything to do with this? All right, cool. 
Bye. <laughs> and then, of course, they, they find Liam Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. And they beat him up. And Turtle's alive. <laughs> Surprise! And they're like, Turtle's really mad. And I go, Turtle is right. They needed to cut in Spiro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so Spiro's pissed. And this is where Spiro does not threaten his dad. No. Spiro just says, give me my money. Yeah, give me my money. And um, and then the dumbest, funnest part of the movie is The Rock going to the diner. And oh, yeah. this is idiotic. Oh idiotic. So he sees Emma Roberts there and he's like, hey, like, is Eddie here? I guess Eddie uh, might work there. And uh, she's like, no, not tonight. And he's like, well, what about, is like Chris here? I'm like, he doesn't work there. Okay. Yeah. And she's like, no. And then uh, the other woman from Degrassi is there. He's like, hey, like, can I check out your husband's <laughs> locker? And she goes, yeah. But she says, if there's anything from any other girl in there, that's mine. It's, an, it's a locker it. without a lock in her place of work, and she hasn't checked it for, like, women's panties or anything? Yeah. I, I think he does work there. Right, but... but Yeah, but it is her it's locker. It's unlocked, and she's the only one there. You you wouldn't think, like, on her break she'd go look through his shit if she thinks he's cheating on her? I need an American Girl plus an American Girl book that explains to me why this woman is going to marry Eddie. <laughs> Like, why? Why is she with him? I just don't understand why she wouldn't look through his shit if she thinks he's cheating and she has access to all of his shit. Enough to give to the cops with no warrant and no pressure. Right. In any case, the the rock goes into the locker and immediately finds a shitty handmade doodle map of the heist. It might as well say, like, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Signed. Gonna do it. Liam and Eddie. I yeah. Didn't get that. Could you try again? <laughs> Siri picked up. Hey Siri, hand me doodle map. <laughs> but yeah, it was so funny. It was like a little doodle. It was yeah. like the like the ball. <laughs> like, like I love how in other heist movies, like they get the blueprints and it's all very detailed and it looks. <laughs> then you have to do like the three D computer animation of how the car is going to go through the vault and like yeah. the timer for when yeah, they yeah, the yeah. bombs yeah, and like. Yeah, yeah. How Charlize Theron is going to do that? I'm referencing Italian job. It's going to do the walk, and then or even like, like that Fast and Furious, where they're timing the car. Remember the cars? Yeah. And they have to have the, the cars go through the vault in a certain right. time to get the, the big bank vault out. They they should have that. Yeah, he hand doodled. It was like a five year old drew like two boxes on a piece of of notebook paper with maybe an arrow. With like yeah, like a like a shitty pencil. It was so funny, and it was like I did it. <laughs> So the, the cops are like, yeah, we know you did it. And the whole time they're like, yeah, I know exactly who did it. Here's this picture. Here he is on camera. Here's this little <laughs> handmade map. We got him. So they, they know everything. And he's a cockroach. Like he's going to survive all this. Because then he goes to the drug meeting with Mike. And he looks like really scared or maybe like the coke is worn off or something. <laughs> I don't know. It would have been better if they had established early on that he also had a coke problem. Well, he says when he walks up to the VIP room that he wants coke. And it looked like the guy has handed him something. Oh. I assumed it was cocaine. And then at one point he's walking to a car and he says something about cocaine. But I just like but we never see him doing it. Right. If it's established that he's always on cocaine, this would, that would make have more helped. sense. And well, I mean, during the heist, he must have been on cocaine. Right. His behavior. <laughs> I just can't get over this map. I'm sorry. The map was so funny. The map was so funny. <laughs> just imagine the poor PA who was like, oh, I got to draw this map. It's well, like, it's so funny. I got to be on set at 4 a.m. and it's like 2, 2 a.m. because I was unloading and loading stuff and I got to draw this map. <laughs> 
I mean, it took two seconds to draw, that's for sure. But yeah, the drug deal. Um, Eddie watches Mike and the Colombian drug lord shoot each other to death. Yep. Well, because the the drug lord is like, oh, $8 million. I'm keeping it all in the Coke. Yeah. He double crosses them. Okay. Um. So, but Lee, you know, Eddie gets away just fine. And Liam gets beat up. And the cops find Eddie. And they're like, we know everything. <laughs> you dummy. You dumbass. We know it all. Um, but then they let him go. Presumably to, like, let him lead them to... Yes, the rest of the money. Yeah, or to Liam. Or I guess they don't know if Liam did it. No, so. I think they want to get the rest of the money. Yeah, you're right. Because they, I have the money from the, the Colombian drug meeting. Yes. Now they need the other chunk. And um, so, yeah. And I wrote, Chris will never be a cop now. So this is when uh, the scene with Emma Roberts. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So Liam, does he run into He's Eddie? going home after being beaten up. Right. Yeah he's, yeah, he's going home and he sees that there are a bunch of cop cars and there's a bunch of things going on. And so he like turns into a side street and runs into Emma Roberts, who kind of has a new wig. I but know, not that really. looks like the same. It's bad, no matter what. And this is where she starts screaming his name or just like, yeah, pretty loudly, and they're clearly <laughs> looking for him. And then you his know? dad makes eye contact with him from across the street. Mm-hmm. And his dad's like, hey. Right. It's also very obviously like, I've spotted somebody you're looking for. Right. And then he walks across the street and he starts shouting, like, Chris. Chris. And so Chris splits, but it, not before telling Emma Roberts to look in the statue. If anything happens, look in the statue. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is another loose end that we never get to know about. Well, we know it's in there. Right, right. But they never go back to it. Well, no, the, the movie ends with the money still being hidden. Yeah. A.K.A. in the statue. But you, you would have thought, like, Emma Roberts would tell his mom, like, oh, it's in the statue. Maybe she does during the time they're in prison. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> he goes on the run through the neighborhood. And by that, I mean, he, he like, rounds right the corner. Right around the corner. <laughs> in a very public space. And he runs into Eddie. And Eddie's mm-hmm. lost his mind again. He's acting real crazy. <laughs> Yeah. He he got some of the cocaine back, clearly. <laughs> he sure did. And um Or maybe he just inhaled it while all the shots were going off. Oh yeah, he like, just like kept left his <laughs> he left his mouth open and stuck out his tongue <laughs> like it was snowflakes. And he was like ah! <laughs> <laughs> like rubbing it into his gums. Yeah, like, he's like, sorry guys, I gotta go. <laughs> Um, but Eddie's there and he like pulls a gun on Liam and he's like, Hey, fuck you. And then he's Dad, like, I'll do it. I'll kill you yeah. if you don't tell me. Yeah, where tell the me money. where the, Oh, he's like, I have no money now. I need money. Right. Give me, give, money. give me the money back. And Liam's like, No, you know, the money's for my family to buy a new house. I'm like, what? In what that... world do you think that you're going to be able to buy a house for your family with all this stolen money when the cops are like that on to you and right outside your house right now? The cops are there right now. All they have to do is just turn the corner. (laughs) They're literally right there. Uh, They didn't run more than like... Also, Eddie is like screaming. Screaming. I'll do it, man. I'll do it. Don't don't make me do it. I'm going to do it. And uh, and then dad comes and shoots Eddie first, which is great. Yeah, that was a great moment. And he doesn't shoot him dead, but he shoots him. And then he goes, if you get up again, the next shot, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Which is great. And then daddy calls for the cops. He's like, we're over here. Like, come, please. All he has to do really at this point is whisper. Yeah, they're <laughs> already the there. Cops will hear him. And then The Rock comes and I wrote, Rock loves Liam. Me too. Because <laughs> The Rock me is like, no, 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 don't go after him. He's good. Yeah. Uh, because Liam's like, hey, be nice to my dad. And The Rock goes, yeah, be nice to his dad. Yeah, we needed a moment where The Rock was like, 
Oh, shoot. This was in front of me the whole time. Right. But still, he's like, nope, Liam's a good one. But that's where we wrap it up. And we see more news footage. We see the real Chris. We do. Who the real Chris has does. never looked guiltier. <laughs> and he's sitting in front of, I'm sure this is a production decision, right? He's sitting in a room with framed newspaper articles about this heist. Yeah. I had questions about that. Like, I think that was like a, a, a production. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it's outrageous. And. A man is interviewing him and is like, so they never found the money, huh? He's like, nope. And and, and the interviewer goes, oh, I, I kind of thought you were going to tell me something there. And he goes, no. <laughs> he seemed immediately so much less likable than Liam Hemsworth, where I was like, oh, you they really so did guilty. him a favor in this movie. They really yeah. made him seem like so sweet and good Yeah. Um, that I really wonder if Chris was like more in on it in real life. Right, or like he was just as bad as Eddie. Right, that's what I mean. Why. Yeah, yeah. There, there's this great documentary called "This Is Not a Robbery," I think, mm-hmm. about a heist that happens at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum oh, yeah, in Boston. I've heard of that. Yeah. Actually, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. And it were it's it's mostly good. It kind of loses steam towards the end because it's like not really clear what happened. Um, but it felt kind of like that where in the documentary they're interviewing these mobsters and they're like, I have no idea what happened. I am not guilty. And you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, basically there's 11 million missing and it's still missing. Both he and Eddie went to prison. Mm-hmm. For like nine for like, years. Yeah. For like nine years. And they released 1991. And then the movie posits that the 11 million is in the statue. Although at this point, I think the money is probably in circulation. Yeah. Also, the problem with all these heist movies, as we've seen in many other heist movies, is that the money's usually like has serial numbers on it. Right. And usually the Fed can go like, okay, well, this serial number through that serial number is stolen money. And so when you try and use it, it alerts something. Right. I mean, nowadays it is all digitized. So like maybe they've got the... um. Or maybe they have an old system. They didn't have the internet in 82. So yeah. maybe they didn't have a good of a system. That's the benefit of time. I guess so, yeah. Because now, now if you try to spend that money, it's it's dirty. You can't yeah. use it. Well, you'd, have, you'd have to launder it through like mm-hmm. smaller transactions. Then you yeah. have clean money. But yeah, to just have like 11 million in a statue, that would people would figure out it's that 11 million. Yeah, another an unanswered question. That Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, overall, I mean... Talking through it, I have I had more fun talking through it than watching it. Me too. Which is often the case. Much more fun. Still not a great movie. What did you think as we wrap up? Any last thoughts? Okay. <laughs> if you get to have one souvenir from this movie, do you take Emma Roberts' wig? <laughs> do you take the framed map? Or do you take the statue? I want the map. I only want the map. What about you? Oh, map, obviously. Yeah. I might take the statue, but... <laughs> Yeah, definitely the map. One of the things that when I was looking up information about the real heist Mm -hmm. is that apparently this movie was also produced, maybe in part like written or, you know, advised on by the real Chris. Oh, interesting. Well, he made himself quite a hero. Yes, he did, which is why I think a lot of things happened or didn't happen that should have. But particularly that Chris is like a real golden boy. I think they could have kept Chris a hero if they just made those small tweaks we were saying to make Eddie more of the a clear villain. Yeah. And to have Eddie be involved with the pipe bomb and the other 
guys and to have Spiro go after the dad. Agreed. It was kind of a snooze fest. Yeah. Like when it really should have been a lot more interesting. Yeah. There were so many spots where I had to like sort of fill in the gaps for myself as Mm -hmm. ridiculous as they were. Overall, what kind of trash can rating would you give this? We're on a streak of twos. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is a pretty bad movie. I think like a one and a half. What about you? I hesitate to give it a solid one. Right, because I want to say that for movies like Den of Thieves that <laughs> deeply offend me. Yeah, this this movie hit some points for me where I was offended. But I it's not quite to a two. So I'm also going to settle at one and a half. Yeah, hopefully we can get some movies in here soon that are like... We need some better movies. Yeah, I mean, I still had a blast talking about this movie. Oh yeah, it's always fun to talk about it and laugh. Right, I think this things. this is... Yeah, this is fun to talk about, but yeah, it'd be nice to see movies that we're like excited about the content as much as the discussion. We'll get there. I mean, the bad ones are great too. We always learn something. (laughs) What did you learn, (laughs) Ren? I learned that you can't be a stupid criminal. You gotta be smart if you're going to try and like go from $200 a week to stealing 80 million. Yeah. Like, you really need a game plan. Also, you need a game plan set up for what happens after the heist. Yeah. Well, I learned I learned that you, if you have an unhinged friend and your whole family runs away when they come to your house, don't tell them your secrets. They don't tell them where there's money to be found. That's a really good lesson. Yeah. Like, if you have a really unhinged friend, try and end that friendship earlier. <laughs> Maybe move towns. Yeah. And don't tell them. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this brings us to the end of... Empire State. <laughs> Empire State. Yeah. Oh, man. Next week, we are going to be watching Tower Heist. We're going to try and redeem the heist genre. And this one, I understand, is like comedy as well. So oh, hopefully... Good. Well, hopefully we'll find it funny. I hope. <laughs> but I'm excited for that. And uh, in the meantime, if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a five-star review and a written review on Apple Podcasts. Um, It's super easy to do. You just scroll down and do it. And um, if you have any movie suggestions or compliments, you can send those to ladiesgetaction at gmail.com. And Rin, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Rin Olson. That's R-I-N-O-L-S-S-O-N. Rebecca, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Ringley Casting. And you can also find our podcast on Instagram at ladiesgetaction. Until next time, get get some some action. action.